Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. And order has been restored as your rogue of wrestling has regained the Super Smart Brothers title once again, crushing the reign of... The Super Spark Brothers champion, former champion, the New Jersey kid, Joshian, after only one single successful defense. Yeah, well, I, I would I don't mind losing for that pay-per-view. That was that was a horrible pay-per-view. Yeah, stomping ground was the, the pooping grounds. It was no good. We had I literally just I had to pull up this card again to remember what happened. Yeah, I was like I was <laughs> we were mentioning it right before we went on air, I was like, what the fuck happened? I can't even remember. And so, there was like the main event was that really strange Rollins and Corbin match. Yeah, with was, Lacey Evans as your special guest referee. Yeah, like you know what? To be fair, that was actually kind of a clever choice. That was, but as far as like the Rollins like hitting everybody with the chair leading up to it, and then it's like, oh well, he's not gonna hit a woman. So, you know what okay. he right. did? <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> but no, he uh, he did not. Uh, but then his uh, girlfriend Becky Lynch did so. Yeah, uh, that was like okay. That's fair enough, right? On on that same topic, it was really funny last night. Aaron and I were watching uh, that uh, Master Chef, the Gordon Ramsay show, mm-hmm. and there's this one guy who did you watch How I Met Your Mother? I I've seen a lot of episodes. Okay, so it reminds me of Marshall from that, like Marshall mm-hmm. or his brothers, just like a tall Minnesota guy, and yep. he's sitting there going, he gets teamed up with this girl in this like tag team challenge, and he's going, he's like. So Garrett, that we're a great pairing. I mean, she's gonna kick my butt, and I'm gonna encourage her because I can't kick a woman's butt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. True. Um, but there, there were some other. There were a couple of a um, little bit of highlights from this pay per view. Like, even though mostly it was not that great, like I thought that um, at least that Bailey retained the title over Bliss. Like, thank God that we didn't have the mistake of last year. And then, like, Ricochet getting the title, I thought that yep. was a good move. And a good match, too, actually. I thought Ricochet and Samoa Joe did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also Gulak finally winning the Cruiserweight title. Yes. Long overdue. So it wasn't the absolute drizzling shits, but it still wasn't great either. Yeah, it was one of those that was just like, why am I wasting my time? Yeah, and, and with so many other better shows going on, around it like uh we didn't even actually do uh predictions for it but there was like a fighter fest yeah that was okay that would have been tough because uh i was down Mm -hmm. in dallas for a bachelor party so yeah and then speaking of dallas then there was the beginning of the g1 yeah we were a week off we should have gone a week later 
Man, that was a killer opener. Have you seen any of those matches? Yes, that was a great card. What was your, uh, so who's, who are you still liking at this point for the G1? I know that we haven't seen Naito compete yet, but Naito was the guy you picked before, I think, right? Yeah, uh, I'm still leaning towards him, just because I feel like, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like he hasn't gotten his due yet since, like, losing the IC title and things like that, so. Mm -hmm. He's gotta make a comeback. Yeah, you know, like, the more that I think about it, I feel like, it would not be a bad idea at all to do that, like to have it be Naito. But the only thing that would be weird to be then is like if he's going to defend the IC and the briefcase along the way, but I guess he could do both. I don't know, I guess, or actually, no, I mean, could be interesting. What if he loses What if he loses the Intercontinental title and then regains it right before Wrestle Kingdom? I guess that could work. Maybe. That would know. be unexpected, right? Everyone that would be, like, be very. No, unexpected. he's not gonna get it back. See, because like, also as far as like, um, where and when to put it, one of the things that they usually do is the um, at King of Pro Wrestling. They are is it King of Pro Wrestling? Jesus Christ! Now I'm I'm mixing shit up. They have a really big Intercontinental defense right before Wrestle Kingdom, mm-hmm. and so maybe he could like get it right before Wrestle Kingdom going back in. But. I don't know. There's so many different compelling options. The only thing that's, like, totally fucking me over at this point is that, like... I mean, it's not a huge loss that he lost to Kenta. Kodobushi lost to Kenta in night one, which I did not predict. And he can still come back from that. But now he's got this fucking ankle injury. And it's like, alright, well, hopefully he heals from that, but... I don't know. It's just like, he loses and then he gets an injury. It's like, shit. Nabushi's fucked. Yeah. (laughs) My prediction's already in the water. Damn it. Uh, have they said if he's going to be out for the rest of the tournament, though? Um, no, I think the prognostication at this point, they're still saying that he's going to do all of his tournament matches. Uh, so we'll just we'll see how well he holds up. I think just point, like I keep him out of those tag matches, then. Or just in his tag matches, he can go light. You know, like let the other guy do a lot more work. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens because. There, I don't know. There are a lot of different, very compelling options. And actually, one of the other interesting options that I had, somebody had sort of pointed out to me recently that I think is interesting is what if, like, Okada, for example, goes through the block, beats everybody except for maybe Ibushi at the end of the block, wins actually the entire G1, so that then he gets this big marker of being the guy who won the uh, New Japan Cup the title and the G1 all in the same calendar year. And then he picks Ibushi as the guy who was the only one that he didn't beat in the tournament. Because that's, uh, if you are the champion and you win, you get to choose your challenger. Mm-hmm. At Wrestle Kingdom. So, that could be very interesting. But, I don't know, I definitely am starting to become more and more partial over time to the Naito double champion storyline. Because that would in a very unique way, cement him in New Japan history forever. That would be pretty cool. Yep. The... Hmm. No, I don't know. What? I was just trying to think of, like, another way, because, like, what if... So, what if, say, Naito doesn't win the G1, but say he wins um 
like the title before Wrestle Kingdom? Like, say, so what if he becomes the, the double champion? Show? Sorry, what was that? So he would win it. Like, I forget what their end of the year show is, but yeah, like one of them is King of Pro Wrestling. Um, one of them, there's the Destruction Tour yeah, coming up. I think, I think Destruction is the last one of the year. I think, right? I think I think it's like one of the last ones of the year. I think that's like more like October or November or something. I don't know. I have to look it up, but um, yeah. But like, if he won it before Wrestle Kingdom, then that could be what. Like, what if he goes into Wrestle Kingdom as the double champion, defending? That could, that could be kind of cool. I mean, it would definitely be different. But, I don't know, it would be really cool to have that, like, there, it is, like, I think maybe the optimal way to tell the story, right, of, like, him being the Intercontinental Champion, going in and challenging the Heavyweight Champion. Like, that does seem to be the most right way to tell the story, have that culminating at Wrestle Kingdom. Like, if you were going to do somebody becoming the first double champion. Mm Mm-hmm. In my opinion. I don't know. What do you think? I think that could work. Well, we'll definitely have to see. But uh, I don't know. We've got two two pay-per-views to talk about and defend this belt over. Which uh, is... Was there anything you wanted to talk about before we get into that? Or did you have a preference between starting for uh, Fight for the Fallen or Extreme Rules? I think let's do... I don't know. they they both could be really good pay-per-views, actually. Yeah, they both definitely have some good matches on there. and I, Extreme Rules got good sneakily, I think. Some good matches snuck their way onto that card. So I guess do you uh, fight for the Fallen first, go in chronological order? Sure, right, because that, yeah, that happens on Saturday, correct? Yep. Okay. So, I'm going to start this off. Let's see. Um... Hmm. Okay. Yep. I am going to go ahead and start off the predictions here and uh, pick Kenny Omega to go over Shima. That's a good Because uh, I feel like... Because Kenny Omega, weirdly enough, like hasn't actually gotten a singles win yet in AEW. And it's... it's I guess it's not like that weird because they've only had, like, what... Um, Two like shows three, under the AEW yeah, banner two shows and this is going to be the third one and then the fourth one i guess is that all out or do they have something between now and all out uh no this is the last show until all out and then after that it's the tv show so yep and then tv starts up okay so yeah this is the last stop before all out and i feel like kenny needs a win uh before he goes up against moxley assumedly at all out uh yeah kenny needs this win it's like a weird thing to say because like I feel like it's not going to be the thing in the future because like Kenny Omega I feel like it's going to be booked very strongly obviously in AEW but uh yeah I guess this has to be the start of that yeah and uh do we see do you think we see any kind of uh Moxley interference I could definitely see him coming out maybe afterwards and because I think it would be the way they'll probably do it is the first time Moxley came out and he attacked Kenny and got the better of him. The second time Kenny came out and attacked Moxley afterwards and got the better of him. 
So I think maybe this time Moxley comes out and then they're even. Like they're just brawling and nobody gets the advantage. Yeah, security breaks it up or something. Right, yeah, like security or like the other wrestlers or both, whatever. Pull uh, pull apart brawl to lead up to all out. Yeah. MJF is the first one out there because, you know, for some reason he he wasn't Cody. Maybe he he catches a straight punch, just gets knocked the fuck out immediately. (laughs) Uh, Apparently he was on commentary for an MLW show with Jim Cornette. And someone was like, this is like listening to Jim Cornette from 1970 and Jim Cornette from ni- from 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Yeah. Not not inaccurate, I would imagine. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, MJF, he is a really good talent. Oh, dude. Cornette raves about him on his podcast. Yeah, like, he he's excellent. And I cannot wait to see what all they do with him in AEW. Because I feel like they definitely have big plans for him. Oh, yeah. I think him, uh, Sean Spears, Jungle Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Luchasaurus. <laughs> I can't believe Jungle Boy. Hey, what the Boy. fuck? Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus aren't even on this card. What the hell? Yeah, they are. They are? Yeah, it's uh, apparently the Dark Order, which is Evil Uno and Stu Grayson versus Angelical. And Jack Evans versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Oh shit, did another match get added and I didn't realize it? Uh, this is one of those to advance to All Out for an opportunity at the first round by an AEW World Tag Team tor- Championship Tournament. Which I've got to uh... say is a fucking mouthful and they need to figure out a better <laughs> way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so repeat that match. What is it again? It's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, yeah, versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Oh, okay. Versus the Dark Order, which is the the former Smash Brothers, the guys that just appeared mm-hmm. at Double or Nothing. Remember, like, the lights went out, and then all of a sudden those minions were there? Yep. Yeah, those guys. Hmm, okay. Interesting. So then, I guess the other indication from some of that wording is that a big portion of All Out is going to be a tag team tournament? That's what it sounds like. Well... To advance to All Out for an opportunity at the first round by in the AW World Tag Team Championship. So what it sounds like, I think Tony Khan says that the oh, start okay. of the TV is going to be the tournament. And like sounds like at All Out, it's going to be the all the tag teams fight for the first round by. Okay. Which, again, doesn't yep. make a lot of sense. But, yeah, let's go with it. <laughs> hmm. Sure, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. You know, I feel like it's it's one of those things that like you can give to a heel team, right? Yeah, absolutely. To like let them get further into the tournament. So I, yeah, it's fine enough because if if it was too much more than a first round buy, then it might be like too outrageous. Like how the fuck? Oh no, no, no. I'm saying it's just funny that you have to advance to all out for an opportunity at a first round buy. Like it's like. You have to yeah, advance true. and then fight again for a buy, and it's like, well, okay. <laughs> so the other thing that I'm thinking that's weird about it is like, so do they already know ahead of time that like the structure of their tournament is going to be such that there's going to have to be like an extra tournament or like an extra team in there? Like they, it's like off. It's got to like be math. odd number teams, yeah. That's the only or, way a first round buy makes sense. 
or is it going to be that like they get inserted into a match to make it like a triple threat at some point or do like possibly somehow do they like kick out a team like i, I mean, don't know under- if that would somehow be possible but under like, standard tournament rules like mm-hmm. usually whenever you have a first round buy it's because of an odd number of teams yeah so so yeah i guess it's just one of those situations but okay. that just makes me really feel stupid. So, yeah, just odd number of teams, and they would just know that ahead of time. So, darp, darp. Um, okay, I'm going to finally make the second pick of this card, which is I'm going to take Adam Page over Kip Sabian. Yeah, that is a... That should be another very obvious pick. Because yeah. Adam Page is going into All Out for the championship match, and so I think mm-hmm. he's got to go over strong. Yeah. Especially yeah, since Chris Jericho doesn't even have a match on this card. He's just going to do a segment with a live mic. The only the only thing that I could think that could backfire, and actually I think he could even do this and maybe it just won't work, is that Chris Jericho will obviously not do just do his talk segment, but also come out and try to interfere in this match. Yeah. And you know maybe the interference is not enough, and Adam Page is just that strong for babyface and that that could be some strong interesting booking of just like damn that even jericho yeah even like jericho has to like run away and like run off the ramp and like be scared that adam page was able to fight him off because you know actually that could be an interesting way to put it right there's like look like jericho's gonna have to dig really deep into his bag of tricks to overcome this young buck Mm -hmm. because adam page is just (laughs) that you know that young and that strong and that's going to be the challenge because you know how the hell is jericho going to match it yeah. He's going to have to really, really outsmart him or out cunning him something. But, I mean, it could be really dastardly. Like, even though the match is set up, like, say Jericho costs in the match, and then it's like, you know, oh, you're coming into this match. You've already lost once. You're going to lose again, kind of a thing. And then, you know, if Adam Page wins, then Kip Sabian could already kind of be set up as, like, well, I beat you once. I should be the first challenger. For the title so that could be kind of like some maybe if that's going to be some future booking that they want to try and do is like set up for some reason if they want to have kip sabian be like that first challenger because actually like that might not be a bad idea because then i would assume that page would definitely win so then that could be like kind of an easy win for him to get as a champion mm-hmm. but maybe you don't want to do that i don't know what are your thoughts uh, I Obviously, think you, you pick Page, have... but yeah, I think you have to have Page go over here. <coughs> uh, I think so too. I think that's. Be... I think Jericho's a big enough opponent that you need Page to be going in strong for it to be believable. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, because the the gap between them already at this point is so big that putting a lot of credibility into Page would really help. And actually, it, it, I think it probably would mean a lot more for this win if Jericho tries to interfere and it fucks up. And then mm-hmm. Paige overcomes that. I think that would actually be the best booking. Because usually, I'm not a big fan of the, like, you know, somebody interfering and stuff like that kind of booking. But I think in this case, it could work really well. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's see. What am I going to go with next? You know, I'm going to go for the Lucha Brothers over SoCal Uncensored. For two reasons. One, I really like them, and I don't like SoCal Uncensored. Wow. Uh, but two, even more importantly, is that I feel like the Lucha Bros have eaten a lot of losses that they have not 
like just when you look at their record, I feel like where they should be on the card, it's not reflective of who they are. So I feel like they need a big win to kind of help balance that out because they've lost to Young Bucks and was it Young Bucks twice? Like Young Bucks straight in a match and then it was Young Bucks in a triple threat match. So yeah, they're they're yeah, 0 and two. The three on three, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I was like, wait, what was the third team? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, not three man, like a six man team. Yeah. Like a three man teams. Sorry. Yeah, so I think they need to get a win. They need to bounce back. Yeah, and I have a feeling the Lucha Brothers may be the winners of this opening tag team tournament. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you have to start getting them strong. Yeah, definitely. Plus, I don't know. So Cal and Censored, I'm just so uninterested in them. I'm not even sure why. I was going to say. I think, you know what I mean? They're entertaining and they're really good at wrestling. I think, I think it's honestly the biggest thing that I hate about them is just their stupid, like, this is the worst town ever catchphrase <laughs> gimmick. I just, I, I find it so off-putting. It's a cheap pop. Come on, they learned from Mick Foley. I don't know how that's a cheap pop, like... I get, like, how some other cheap pops are cheap pops. Like, for dumb people, like, oh, yeah, they're excited for time. Right here, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, God. But it's just like, what the fuck is this? It's like, the most charismatic guy of these three is Christopher Daniels. And this is the least charismatic version of him I've ever seen. And this is just such a stupid, weird gimmick. I don't even know why... It got over for some people. I just don't... I No, I don't get it. It's because you don't get them to lose, I want them to lose every match man. they're in. I, no, it's... No. No. <laughs> There's nothing to get. I would have to get a lobotomy to get it. I'll get a saw. <laughs> I have a feeling that Chris is probably preoccupied by his uh, office job now. So. That, yeah, it could be. I want him to come back as the fucking ring general, man. I want the addiction. <laughs> I thought that was fine. That was good. I thought that made sense. Like, or like some, I don't know, weird other Christopher Daniels shit. Like maybe Dark Priest Christopher Daniels. I don't care. Fallen Angel. Yeah, Fallen Angels Christopher Daniels. Uh, Alright, which match are you picking next? Okay. Um, I'm going to go Brandy Rhodes... Uh, beats Allie because of two things. Brandy Rose had that great promo. If you've seen the uh, uh, lead up to Fight for the Fallen, what's it? Road to Fight for the Fallen, the YouTube series that they put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brandy had this great promo about overcoming the odds her whole life. And then Allie, I'm sorry, she had a horrible match at the Fighter Fest. Uh, she I think she mm-hmm. was on the pre-show, and that was just bad. So. Yeah, uh, I have not been super impressed by Allie, and uh, I definitely, I feel like they've been building up that Brandy's going to come out and be somebody who's very important in the women's division, although I, I don't really think that it's going to be as a babyface. I think that she's going to be... Oh, absolutely. I think she goes over, yeah. like, Allie here as a babyface, and then as soon as she gets a tougher match, like a uh, Kong or mm-hmm. uh, who's the other... I'm going to blank on her. The, uh, the uh, big girl. <laughs> Oh, um, Nyla Rose? That, yeah, her. 
Yeah. I, or you know what? I fail like finding. Fuck it. I say start it here. Just like reveal her character that she's like the. Just you know, beats, Stephanie like, McMahon type. Like she's got a big bitch in her pocket. Like maybe she's got Kong as like her muscle. Yeah. And Kong, Kong just, just comes out and beats kills Allie, and then Brandy mm-hmm. just easily pins her. Yep. Because she's good. always she's been talking about how much she loves Kong, right? Yeah. So I think that'd be that'd be a fun way to do it. Like she just straight up has Kong in her pocket. She's like a mercenary and Kong just kills people on her behalf. And I think I think it's a perfect role for Kong too, because she's gonna be back and forth with filming Glow and stuff like that. So just mm-hmm. have her come in for these big matches for Brandy. Like she doesn't have to be on the regular show and things like that. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm sort of leaning is I think that she's gonna be allied with Kong mm-hmm. and do that. But yeah, I definitely don't think Allie wins this one. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I'm forced to take her in this prediction, but yeah, I, I think there's probably no way. Although, unless the idea is, what if Allie gets a sneak win up? Like, if Brandy is trying to play it sort of mm-hmm. babyface at first, and then Allie's and Allie win. beats her, and then Brandy gets pissed off, calls out Kong for the post-match beatdown. Mm, very possible. Very that possible. could work. And that actually make, I guess, like some character sense. As like the, yeah, for the, I wanted to do it the right way, but it would give a little bit a, more of a reason for Brandy. But I think Brandy's reasoning could also also be I was a heel the whole time. So yeah, that's true. I wonder if I guess they'll have to like try and distance certain elements of that from Cody because he's super babyface right now with uh, yeah Dustin by his side. Oh my god, the young bucks making fun of them. I need my older brother to order an <laughs> Uber. It's too hot. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Who am I gonna pick next? The wrong person. That's who. Oh, psh. fuck you! You know what? I am gonna shit on your parade, just like how the young bucks are gonna shit on the Rhodes brothers parade. Really? I'm gonna, wow! I'm picking them. I don't see. See, all right, that works for me because I'm rooting. I'm got the Rhodes brothers. Hey, I'm I'm right there with you. I am rooting for the Rhodes brothers. <laughs> I'm booking. I'm taking this with my head. I'm pretty sure the young bucks are gonna pin old Dustin here. Old Dustin. Old Dustin. I think they're gonna put him out to pasture. Old Dustin. Because then Cody needs to find a new tag team partner, and I think that opens up the door for MJF and a lot of other people. I think that opens. Sean Spears. Cause, see, because the thing is, if the Rhodes brothers beat the young bucks, then the young bucks have to get that win back. On the road. And maybe that's part of the long-term storyline, especially with like the tag team tournament coming up. Maybe that's part of it. But, I don't know. To me, this this screams more like a... Because, I don't know, like Dustin, is he going to be doing the weekly schedule all the time with TV? I feel like he's not going to be... I think he's more of a player coach at this point. Right. So, I, I feel like Cody's going to have to get a new partner for the tag team tournament. And I think... This is going to be like putting Dustin out the pasture, as it were. Like I'm See, saying, and then I he'll still Dustin come in gets, from time to time and things like that. I, I still, I think Dustin gets put out of the pasture later. I think the the mm. Rose Brothers enter the tournament, but then just get like kicked out early on because they're not a true tag team, and even Cody with another person isn't a true tag team. So I feel like he's even not meant to be in the tournament that long. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I think if he if he like so say for example if it was MJF that his partner would be. Because I think that's a very distinct possibility. I don't think they would make it necessarily that far. Maybe they'd probably at least make like a round or two. But I don't see them being anywhere in the picture for like the finals. Because I think that's going to be like the Young Bucks. That's going to be 
best friends. That's going to be Lucha Brothers. Um, probably, I guess, somebody else. Who would you say is like the other kind of like fourth most prominent tag team in mm. AEW? Angelico and Evans? Yeah, maybe Angelico and Evans or something. Or maybe like the Dark Order gets big in the tournament. They've got to build those guys up, though, because mm-hmm. they, they, they appeared at Double or Nothing, and everyone's like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, I mean, yeah, when they first showed up, I was like, who the fuck are these jabronis? And even then, I, I had to look it up, and it was like, oh, Super Smash Bros. I was like, oh, I've heard of those guys, but they haven't mm-hmm. been able to perform in the United States until just now, so. Ah, okay. Yeah, they've had uh, visa problems, so they've visa. been just been, just been up in uh, Canada. Eh. Up in Canada, eh? But uh, anyway, yeah, coming back to... So you think that the Rhodes... Obviously, we both want the Rhodes Brothers to win. Because mm-hmm. I, I love the Rhodes Brothers as a tag team, but uh, you do see a distinct possibility of them beating the Young Bucks. Yes, if uh, if I had chosen that match, I would have chosen the Rhodes. So I'm cool, right. I'm cool with you t- taking the Young Bucks. Okay. I hope that's not my <laughs> undoing. We'll see. Uh, all right, your match. Um... Mm-hmm. Oh, I think uh, I think Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela beat the team of MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears because I think something happens with MJF and Sean Spears. Uh, hmm. From the ending of the last of Cody's last match at Fighter Fest, you had Sean hit him in the head with the chair. Mm-hmm. Cody says bleeding. MJF is the first wrestler out there, and afterwards is like ripping Sean Spears apart in promos with the uh, press when they do those like post event press conferences. So mm-hmm. I I see them as like getting into a fight and like Sammy takes the pin. Hmm. Okay. Yeah that that could make a lot of sense. Definitely from some surface booking. Yeah, that make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, allow me to indulge in a conspiracy theory that then will perhaps save my booking for this and maybe we'll give Spears, MJF, and Guevara the win. Okay. They, they would have to be very sneaky in hiding in this match, I think, because they'd have, to, they'd have to kind of, like, win but make it still look like they're kind of fighting and that they're not quite on the same page or something like that. But then we reveal eventually because I feel like the writing is on the wall that eventually someday MJF is going to, like, turn on Cody. Right? Because he's, like, you know, like in love with him, but he's, like, you know, had the kind of, like, shit talking behind his back and things like that, right? Yeah. So, maybe MJF is the one who kind of helped convince Sean Spears to go do the chair shot on Cody. Maybe he's involved somehow. Hmm. Because there was definitely kind of that element of like the question of like why did sean spears do this and then you're always talking about i I hate how like they do this all the time in the wrestling they're always talking about it's like oh my god these people are such good friends and it's like well i haven't seen that on tv so i don't know if i believe you (laughs) because you just say that but like you know what does that mean yeah and I just I feel like it's just said too much so that it's just kind of lost a lot of meaning. Unless it's actually something that's built up and we've really seen it, then it's like obviously then it means something, but uh, so yeah, that's what that's my conspiracy theory. Maybe that'll and also I you know, the other 
aspect of it too is I feel like Sean Spears and MJF, at least particularly, are bigger priorities than guys like Janela, Havoc, and Darby. So maybe they would be the ones... Actually, you know what? Here's another part, another theory. Maybe why they're going to win. Spears is definitely going to get the win, even if he does fuck up MJF on his own side, because he's going to fuck up all the other guys on the other side just to really help get him over as this big monster. And I think he's going to get the pin on Darby because that would eventually set up or at least kind of play into part of a future match against him and Cody because then it's like in the last, you know, at Fighter Fest, Darby and Cody, like, you know, basically went to a draw, right? Like Darby outlasted Cody. And then Sean Spears here could be like, bam, I took out Darby like that. So then now if he's going to go against Cody, then it's like, you know, you struggled. You couldn't even beat Darby. And I took out Darby like it was nothing. Mm. So. Maybe Spears has a good chance to win this match. Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. We'll see. Um, okay. We got three more matches here on this card. Um, you know what? I'm going to go for um, the, the Britt Baker match. I'm going to take her and Riho. I'm going to take them to win because I feel like uh, they are big priorities in the women's division. Oh, I think any team with Britt Baker is just going to win, so I think you're right. So then I guess that leaves you with uh, B. Priestley and who's her tag team partner? Shoka Nakajima. Shoka Nakajima. Yeah, so you've got them. Yeah, so I'm losing that. Not, got it. Not Britt Baker. <laughs> You were either Britt Baker or not Britt Baker. Yes. All right, and then you got uh, two two choices left for final match here on this card. Yeah, we've got uh, the Dark Order match and then Sunny Kiss, right? Yep. I say Sunny Kiss beats Peter Avalon. Okay. Because I feel like the librarian the librarian gimmick was super weird last pre-show, by the way. With all the show shows. Yeah. That uh, was that was, bad. and I just feel like it's just a jobber gimmick. I feel like they have, they have more in line for Sunny Kiss than they do the Librarian. So, going yeah, with Sunny I, Kiss. I I I really hope that you're right. Like I could see if if unfortunately part of the same bad guidance that led them to do the Librarian segment and with how bad it was last time leads them to make another bad decision and have the Librarian win, then maybe that would be why he wins. But like. It kind of feels like they're trolling the fans, though, with it, right? Because they even did a segment on being the elite, I think, with mm. Leva Bates. Like, hey, guys, I don't think that segment went over really well. And the Young Bucks are like, yeah, we know. We're going to make it even better. Like, <laughs> See, I, I mean, maybe that would be... Maybe that's part of their strategy. So they just want to get some real go-away heat on somebody. Yeah. And if they just, like, steal a win on Sunny Kiss, that would just piss people off. I don't know. I, I feel like definitely the right way to go, though, is to have Sunny Kiss win. Because yes. uh, I feel like the librarian absolutely should be just a bottom feeder jobber who cannot win a match to save their life. Like, even no matter how much cheating they do, it doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. um, then it's like, either... If they stay in a, as a heel, then they still are doing that effective role as a heel of just being like the bottom feeder that the, like the lower level babyface can get a win over as like the pre-show kind of guy. Or if it kind of eventually gets over as like a weird babyface gimmick, then it can still work as like a jobber thing, mm-hmm. you know, as like a comedy role. So, 
Because I feel like that is like, the highest ceiling for that kind of character, is that it's a good comedy character if you can get it working. It could be a good comedy character, right? Yeah. Like, Toriyano could probably make this a great comedy character. Yeah. Um, Alright. So, in the last match on this card, we got the triple threat tag team match. Um... You know, what, I'm gonna go for the Dark Order because these guys need to, I think, need to have something, establish themselves, win a match, whatever. Um, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Out of all those teams, they're the ones that have gotten like the big entrance uh, and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think it, yeah, especially if they just like steal win over like Jungle Boy or something. Like, I don't think yeah. that that would hurt him too much. Nah, he's pretty uh, over. And it would help them. And Slash, yeah. he could get over even more. So. Mm-hmm. And plus, with, like, how many other people are in this match, like, say if, like, the other three guys are all having to, like, fend off Luchasaurus and deal with him, then that would kind of, like, help not make him look bad. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, out of the other teams, I guess I would pick Enholoco and Jack Evans. Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I feel like they are, they're too good of a team to completely waste either. Like, they're going to have to do something good with them. Yeah. Man, they're such a solid heel team too. I love them. Oh my god, they're so especially good. Jack Evans has such amazing like heel, um, like mentality of just yes, knowing that when attitude. to. Yep, just like every little thing, he just knows how to piss people off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so good. I love him. All right, so moving on to Extreme Rules, the whole other side of things. So. Yeah, I guess we'll just go through the matches that are definitely on the card. Because there were one or two that, like, I'm not quite sure whether are going to be on the card or not. Like, has the IC title match been announced? Do we know? Uh, like, I believe not. Like, is Balor and Nakamura? Nope. At least not announced so far. Okay, so, not that one. And there's no women's tag match, but, like, they've just been building that feud. Uh, uh, you are correct. No women's tag match. And okay, so yeah, I guess other than that, we'll just go down the the existing card. All right. So you picked last, right? Yes. All right. I will go with the easiest match. I think, which is I think Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch win their mixed tag team match to retain <laughs> both of their championships. Wouldn't that be a fucking absolute travesty if they put these goddamn titles on Corbin and Lacey Evans? Like, Jesus. Nope. No, no, no. No, no, no. Nope. No. That's like canceled WWE subscription level shit right there. Mm-hmm. Like, unless, unless they were going to be losing it, like, the next night on Raw, and even then, like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are you doing? Because, like, the, the problem is, I could see in, like, some part of WWE's really bad decision-making, them thinking, like, well, this will be great heel heat for them to get these titles. And they're like, well, what if we did the storyline of either Becky or Seth costing the other one their title? And, like, I, I feel like they would be excited to do that, even though it's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody wants to see that. No. <laughs> No, no, please, God, no. Please, Jesus, no, God. Yeah, that would just, yeah, that would be god-awful. Um, okay, let's see, I'm going to pick the next, oh, all right, yes, 
very obvious one. Unless Ooh, very we're in obvious. Bizarro World, uh, Alistair Black is absolutely beating Cesaro. Yeah, can we talk about how weird this build-up was? Yeah, this was... Um... Okay, so, like, I got a couple of questions. It... <laughs> Where is the what? room? <laughs> yeah, where yeah, where is the room? <laughs> um, and like, is Alistair Black supposed to be a heel or a babyface or? Um, I guess a babyface, right? He's telling people to come challenge him. Or no, I guess like, that would be heel, right? Yeah, but yeah, because I feel like the way the babyface way to do it would be go out to the ring and challenge, and right, and do an open challenge, right? Or challenge someone specifically, right? Like you, right? Or or call out somebody, yeah. Yeah, or answer a challenge, but yeah, like he's just been like sitting in a dark room saying, "Come fight me," but then it's like, I don't really know. And then it's like they took so long for somebody to finally answer it. It seems so weird too, because like last week was the first time we got, we had someone. Two weeks ago, we had someone knock on the door. Yeah, and then fucking Cesaro finally then comes in this last week, and then he does this whole little uh, Breaking Bad thing of like, "I'm the one who knocks." Yeah, with his mouthpiece still in. Yeah, with his fucking mouthpiece in. Oh, God. Yeah, so they got, like, the you know, white suit, black suit kind of thing going on. And, uh, I mean, the story has not been great. The winner is probably really obvious, but uh, at least just from, like, a technical aspect and, they've, you know, just watching the match, I'm excited to see them fight. I, if they give, like, 15, 20 minutes, I'll be very happy. Just to see them kick each other's ass for a while. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I'm. This is this is between two matches. This is kind of like what I think might be match done. It's going to be either this or the U.S. title match. I think. I also think Kofi and Joe might be up there. Hmm. Yes, I think that'll also be very good. Um. Actually, speaking of the U.S. title match, I think mm. AJ Styles wins it. Damn it, I think so too. And I think he gets the help from uh, Too Sweet, the brothers from the club, who have just signed, what was it? I think they've gotten a six-figure deal with the WWE. Jesus Christ. Yep. They, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't do shit when they were in Japan as part of Bullet Club, but God damn it, have these guys not done shit in WWE to deserve that contract. But it, is it their fault, really? No, but, like, it's <laughs> it's just, like, what the fuck is going on? WWE wants to keep them. Like, I, I mean, they, that like they just me. they, they, they signed these guys just to, like, steal them from New Japan, basically, several years ago. Didn't do shit with them. And then now we're just paying them, like, even more to... I mean, I guess maybe they're actually going to be with AJ this time. We'll see. Yeah, I think they're actually doing some of them now. But I get, like... Good for them. Make the money. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, I guess yeah. Like, really, when it boils down to it, the mentality really should just be like, hey, good for the wrestlers that they're able to get this good of a contract out of Vince. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's Vince's money, and he's got a shitload of it. So I'm glad that these guys are getting some money. That's good. But yeah, I, I agree. I feel like it's Styles is. And this is this is actually like a pretty decent feud right now at this point. I I like Styles' heel turn. Um, mm-hmm. what do what did you think of it at this point? Like Styles turning heel and how they did it. 
I've liked it so far. I think it's revitalized his character. Yeah, because I mean, I think that he definitely had a, a pretty long, solid time as the babyface character that he was, and I feel like this this made sense as far as like him, you know, just getting really pissed off, not being able to beat this guy that he already did beat, and feels like he should be able to beat again, and that the loss is really humiliating, especially because his friends were like you know pissing him off about it, and uh, you know it's time for him to kind of. And I I think that it'll be interesting for them to play up the aspect of um. Because like, he's already addressed that he plans to retire in, like, what, was it, a couple of years? Like, two or three years? Yeah. From now? Like, if the idea is that he kind of knows now at this point that he's starting to be on the way out. And then he's not willing to let go. But he knows he's going to start having to do shadier and shadier shit to hold on. Because he's getting older and he's slowing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, and, you know, he can't do as much as he used to do in the ring, so... Right. Yep. So, I, I'm i excited to see it. I think it could be really cool. Um, not just this match, but also, like, the other... The kind of general feud coming out of it and other matches later in the in the series, if there are some more, so... Mm-hmm. Well, which I definitely think there will be. But. Yeah, I, I think this is definitely far from over, especially because, like, so... AJ wins with the club, then Ricochet's got to go get a tag team of his own to help him even the odds. Yada, yada, yada. I think we'll, I think this will probably at least go to SummerSlam. Alright, yeah. your turn, right? Yes. Um, hmm. Let's see. Who am I confident in? Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna go with my girl Bailey. I can't, I can't go against her. And in this case, I think that uh, WWE's also sticking with her too. Even though they stacked the deck with her with Nikki and uh, Bliss, I feel like the, the destiny of that is definitely for that uh, friendship to implode and yeah, them to think- lose this match. I think Alexa does something to Nikki and it finally pisses her off and she attacks Alexa. Yeah, because I feel like you could go kind of a couple different ways. Like, yeah, either something happens in the match and then finally Nikki figures out what's going on or, like, they lose the match and then, like, maybe Bliss blames Nikki and then she finally figures it out. Um, And honestly, I think you could either do this a couple different ways as far as, like, how Bailey wins. It's either just taking advantage of, like, maybe some bad communication or like an opening like maybe just actually you could even do like say like basically fights nikki the whole time nikki tags in bliss and then bailey just instantly pins bliss and then it's over <laughs> mm-hmm. and then bliss like blames nikki whatever yeah but, you uh, tag me in. but yeah i think bliss could either win it straight out or you could have sasha come in and then kind of like help make the save and or like even the odds so I feel like either way it would be a real trap because like my God wouldn't it like they've already sacrificed Bailey enough unfortunately and her being sort of the third wheel in this storyline, mm-hmm. but uh, and I think that she needs to win and just close this out like move on let Nikki and Bliss have their storyline of them falling out and then Bailey can start fighting other people for the title whether that be Charlotte or Sasha or whoever the fuck mm-hmm. Naomi Carmella I don't care somebody. Asuka. 
Just somebody. Yeah, just somebody that's not... Because it's like, yeah, I just still have that like trauma from when they ruined her first title reign with Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Alright, my next match is going to be... I'm going to take Braun Strowman over Bobby Lashley in the last man standing match. Because mm-hmm. Bobby got the advantage over Braun with that attack on Raw. And I mm-hmm. think Braun comes back big this time. Yeah, although they're going to have to create an even bigger spectacle than uh, the LED board, I think, right? Yep. So what do you think they're going to do? Any uh, any guesses? They're going to have to destroy like something. Falling off the, the stage, like maybe they climb up one of those trusses a little bit or something like that and like fall to the floor. Hmm. Because you can't go too high yep. with Strowman. That would just be ridiculous, so... Right. Ooh, or you know what maybe they could do is because uh, like they, they set off some of the like uh some of the special effects last time. Maybe they could like uh run into like the fireworks cart and like explode <laughs> off a bunch of fireworks in like a bomb. <laughs> maybe this maybe this goes to uh well you know, it's a last man standing, right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. There'll be some sort of giant stunt or explosion or death or something, and then yeah, Bronze Drummond will stand up out of the mess. Probably. What were you um, asking about if uh, it ends in a draw or something like that? Yeah, I mean, maybe it could be a draw. Maybe but just both guys just die again. <laughs> or, you know what? What if, like... I'm just trying to think, like, maybe Bobby Lashley has some sort of chance. He doesn't. But <laughs> somebody would have to come out and help him. Like, Leo Rush comes back and saves <laughs> Like, helps him stand up. Oh, you know what if what if Bray Wyatt comes back and helps Braun? No, that'd be bad. Uh, yeah, Braun will win this. You're right. After yep. probably an explosion of some kind. <laughs> explosions. Super explosions. Um. All right. Let's see. What other match do we have here? We got the Raw tag. We got cruiserweight. Got Shane and Drew and all that. We got. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Gulak over Nice. I feel like it would be really foolish of them, and I don't think they're gonna do it to take the belt off of him right now to swap it just right back onto Nice. It's it's been a long time coming for Drew Gulak to finally get that belt. You know what? I'm actually kind of a little bit pissed off that they didn't do more like on 205 Live after he had won the belt. Like, Dude, 205 Live itself, has just been... It's been drizzling shits for a while, man. Yep. I, I don't know what's happened, because like... Yeah, all of a sudden it got really good for a little while, but then it just pfft, went right back down again. I think it's... It just doesn't have very much focus, and they're building up some of the wrong guys. Like, they're putting way too much focus on guys like Davari and, like, Oni Lorcan and stuff. When there should definitely be way more on, like, Gulak. But, yeah, I couldn't believe that they didn't even do, like, a PowerPoint presentation or, like, a championship celebration for him finally winning this title. Nope. Nothing. But, I don't know. I guess that's just sort of relevant or, uh... 
residual of the fact that like they just don't care about the cruiserweight title and 205 live like, it's just it's a really weird kind of yeah when I think about it it's really weird that it even still exists to be honest like I'm not sure like I guess they are kind of starting to treat it now as like a new funnel system for talent to come up in because like they brought like Mustafa Ali Cedric Alexander which Jesus Christ what did you think of that stupid reveal on Raw with him as the garbage man. Oh my god. And then they reveal it after he loses. Like, yeah, he, like, yeah, if you lose the match, keep the mask on and run away so people don't know who you are. Yeah. Like, only take the mask off if you win. What the hell? Uh, and then Buddy Murphy, like, him doing nothing. Like, I feel like they just eventually bring these guys on to Raw or SmackDown and then do nothing with them. So... I'm kind of struggling to figure out what the, really the point of 205 Live is. It's like a purgatory until eventually nothing happens. Because exactly. at least, like, I don't know, it, it's like even worse than the NXT call-ups half the time. Because, like, at least the NXT call-ups, like, half of, them, half of them are still kind of trying to be used. But then I guess the other half are just, like, the same boat. You just don't get nothing. Like, EC3, he's just kind of disappeared. Yeah, where, I don't even know where he's been. I have no idea. He's just gone into the ether. Um, yeah, but no. Gulak will keep his title. He will not disappear into the ether yet, even though he's just the champion of Purgatory, a.k.a. 205 Live. Alright, which match are you taking next? Uh, what do we got left? Got the WWE title match, the SmackDown tag titles, uh, the... Shane and Drew versus Reigns and Taker, and the Raw Tag Team titles. I think Kobe retains. I think Kobe retains over Joe. Okay. I agree. Probably. Although I feel like Samoa Joe is a pretty credible challenger for Kofi. Like I feel like it is definitely. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like just on like on paper, there's a couple different good ways to end Kofi Kingston's title reign. One of them is like you know giant shock shit eventual like a, you know the money in the bank type of cash in kind of a thing. Um, you know to like cut the baby face out under his knees. I think another way you could do it is like you know New Day implodes and there's like a betrayal. Even though I really don't ever want that to happen because I love New Day. Uh, Another way is just that fucking Kofi fights against a guy that's just too big and too strong and just fucking loses. And I don't think that's a bad way to end his title reign. Because I think if he's gone through enough guys and beaten enough dudes, then it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, this is bound to happen eventually. As long as it wasn't immediate. And they've done a pretty good job, I think, so far of booking Kofi as champion. Yeah. That I think that if he just lost... And honestly, too... Even if they wanted to turn this around and say they have Kofi lose to Joe and then he beats Joe in, say, a rematch, like, comes back and then, like, say Joe was just a hurdle, but the type of hurdle that actually beat him for the title, that could work, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do kind of feel like Kofi is going to keep the title here, whether it's totally legitimate or if they end up doing kind of another New Day helps him to retain kind of a thing. I don't know. We'll see. But 
but I could also definitely see Joe winning, like I mentioned. That, like, yeah, I just, I feel like, yeah, it could happen. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like, from a story perspective, it hasn't really been built that much. No, yet. that's why I think Kofi retains at least now. Although you know what, maybe it would make the fact that Kofi had flipped him off that much more gangster if he actually did end up losing, because then it's like, man, he was that ballsy to a guy that actually then ended up kicking his ass. And beating him and taking his title. Because, <laughs> like, it's easy to, like, you know, flip somebody off or whatever and, or be flippant when it's somebody that you know that you could beat. But, like, it's, it's even more ballsy when you do that to somebody who, like, you either aren't sure that you could do that or maybe you're even wrong. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to I mean, win or this you're just from New Jersey. We, we flip everybody off. Yes, or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're from the East Coast and you just flip everybody off because that's who we are. Um, uh, okay, I'm gonna go, hmm, you know what, I'm gonna take, um, uh, the New Day in the, uh, SmackDown Tag Team title match. I think they're gonna sneak a win over, uh, Heavy Machinery. As kind of that third third team in the match, and continue the storyline here with uh, Daniel Bryan. I mean, and he's Eric just Rowan. been so good. Yeah, because I feel like there's not really another tag team that's at the caliber of those two teams right now in that mix. Because like, especially the Usos are more. This they need to fucking unify some belts. This having the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles, Raw and SmackDown women championships. This shit is stupid right now. Um. But anyway, I digress. Back into this. they, I feel like a way to continue this would be to have New Day steal the titles out so then Daniel Bryan can continue to call them out as being sort of illegitimate in their ways that they have fought and earned their championships, that they never beat them, they never could beat them kind of a thing. They had to take the easy way out and beat these other guys, heavy machinery or whatever. So... That and the other thing is, I think if, if Kofi does retain, that'd be very cool to see New Day come out in all the championships. Like you know, they got the heavyweight title and they've got the tag titles. And they turn heel and they're the new evolution. <laughs> oh, or you know, actually, or this could even cement some of the beginnings of like, even if it's not an actual dissension, like some more seeds for a potential one. Because then it's like, well, if we're the free bird rule for the tag titles, then like, does that start to apply then for the WWE title now? Mm. like come on Kofi like you're the tag team champions with us but like are we the WWE champion with you like I know that we said that before but like hmm that'd be very interesting especially if one of them had to like defend it for him yep that could be very nail biting (laughs) I can't defend it tonight you have to yeah Big E you gotta do it or Woods you gotta do it you gotta defend the WWE title against Samoa Joe Good luck. <laughs> uh, Alright, so then who are you taking out of that match? I will take... You know, I'll take Heavy Machinery. Really? Yep. I think they might sneak in a win. Hmm. Okay. Your match, then. You got uh, two options, I think. Uh, I'll take Revival retaining over the Usos. 
that would make sense from a WWE booking 101, right? Because the Usos got part of that six-man tag win on uh, the Go Home show. And I was going to say, also, this match hasn't been built up a lot, so... Yeah, it's like they they were kind of building some rivalry between them a while ago with the 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 stupid... Usos Usi hot and yeah, yeah, and the back shaving segment, but uh, then they kind of cooled it off, and then now all of a sudden they have a tag, a tag team, team champion. championship match. Even though, like, didn't the Usos get a um, a win over Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan that they just haven't challenged them for the titles for? Yeah, because that was when they just split the brands, and they're like, "Nope, go back to your respective brands." And then they introduced <laughs> the uh, what we call it, where you can go on any show. And then the Usos haven't gone back. Yeah, the wild card rule, aka wild the card. no more brand split. Yeah, what the fuck? All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. They don't give a shit about these titles at all. Except that, like, I, I don't know. Maybe the idea is like, if they want to try and build towards a unification match, then maybe they'd want to have it on the Usos instead of the revival. Going into that, ooh, especially. Here's the other part of the conspiracy theory in my brain. What if New Day gets the other titles, and then Usos get this set? Because then you build up to New Day and Usos again, which you know is a really great tag team match, to unify the titles at SummerSlam. Boom. Uh, okay. okay, last match. Which, uh, I don't know, do you, is this going to be the main event, or do you think uh, Seth and Becky is going to be the main event? Because I could definitely I think- see them putting uh, Undertaker in the main event here. I think Seth and Becky have to be the main event. I, how I don't know. I don't think that could be the main event over this, because that that's a fucking joke of a match. I mean, this is kind but of a joke for of a the match championships. Too. But like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, hmm, this is tough. No, okay, I. Ah, shit. This is hard. No, okay, I got it, okay. Uh, Reigns and Taker are winning. And one of them is going to pin Shane. That'll do it. Because... I feel like it would be... I feel like WWE would not want to cross the like even though it's a very weird line to not want them to for them to want to cross i feel like they would not want to cross the line of having on paper a mcmahon having defeated the undertaker and even if like it's drew that pins the undertaker or drew that pins reigns or chain that pins reigns like i just don't think that they want it to be a reality that shane mcmahon beat the undertaker because he lost to the undertaker back at wrestlemania so, but now he's the best in the world. Yeah, but now he's the best in the world, and he's completely buried Miz, which, you know, I don't know. Who cared about a babyface Miz anyway? <laughs> but now, oh, you know what? It seems like he's headed into that feud with Kevin Owens, which could be fun. I think, like, babyface Kevin Owens and heel Shane. Yeah. Maybe that could work. I feel like it kind of worked at least this week on SmackDown. What did you think of it? Yeah, Owens is definitely going full, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Owens? <laughs> or, uh, Cold Stone, uh, Cold Stone Kevin Owens? 
he's like getting the the ice cream. Yeah. Cold. <laughs> <laughs> there. We, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Cold Stone Kevin Hart. <laughs> yes, that's a shirt right there. Just needs to have a bunch of ice cream on it. Now I want some ice cream. Yeah, now I now it makes me want some Cold Stone Creamery ice cream. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on this match? Because I I am kind of conundrumed though. Because I I could legitimately see them though giving Drew the win over either one of them, or weirdly enough, just the way they've been booking Shane so strong lately. Like maybe they'll just fucking let Shane beat one of these guys. I don't know. I can see it as a fifty fifty match. I can see it going either way. Really, it's weird. It's a very weird match. That it is. Especially because, like, it feels like there's a lot at stake, even though there's nothing at stake. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Maybe it's just me. Do you feel that way? Oh yeah, there's absolutely nothing at stake. But it feels like it's a high stakes match. Yeah, because they built it up that way. But really, like, no matter what happens, they could just. Uh, go whatever way they wanted. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, I I don't know, like, where do you... Because I, I feel like the couple directions they want to go in the future is, like, I feel like they are going with... They're building towards Shane and Kevin Owens. So I feel like Shane doesn't need any type of win in this match because he's going towards something else. I do feel like they could be going towards Drew and Taker. I think that makes sense as a potential direction. But then with Reigns, I'm not quite sure. Like, I guess maybe they're going to... Because if they get rid of Baron, they're going to need a new challenger for Rollins. So maybe they go back to Reigns and Rollins. Like, babyface versus babyface kind of a thing. Maybe. I think that would not be a bad idea. I mean, there there are worse ideas. Like, they could just keep doing the Baron-Corbin feud. That would be worse. <laughs> Anything with Baron-Corbin is always worse. Yeah, he He is bad. Like... Admittedly, he's gotten a little bit better as far as knowing um, how to do annoying heel shit on the mic. Like he's gotten better at character work a little bit, but he's—I don't know. To my to my opinion, he's not nearly as good as where he should be for how many years he's been there and how many opportunities he's been given. He's just not that good. Also, I think the role that he in is just not good either. Yeah, I don't know. The, the biggest thing that's weird about this whole match between Shane, uh, Drew, Undertaker, and Reigns is that I just legitimately don't really give that much of a shit about what happens in it. Yep, that sounds like a good match, right? Well, it's like, yeah, WWE's just done such a good job of creating such go-away heat with Shane that like anything that he's in just becomes poison. And it's just like, oh, I just don't even care what happens. I don't know. Where where are you at with the whole Shane McMahon thing? I'm done with him. It's annoying at this point. Like, uh, go away heat annoying or good heel heat annoying for you? Go away heat annoying. Yeah. So then you were definitely down with the Kevin Owens uh, pipe bomb of, like, go away oh, yeah. Shane McMahon. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll all be blessed and Shane McMahon will just finally go away. And stop doing this. Hopefully. Stop pretending like he's the best in the world. 
But he is, Newman. He is. He, I mean, he, yeah, he cucked out Dolph Ziggler and Miz at the end of the, the Saudi Arabia tournament last year and and then got all those very impressive wins over the Miz. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Say no more, say no more. And uh, I guess we shall say no more, unless there was anything else you wanted to say in closing. No, that's it. It's going to be a very long weekend of wrestling. Yeah. It's it's getting exhausting with how much fucking wrestling there is. Yeah, I need a break after this weekend. Yeah, it's like, I feel like I'm going to have to watch some of this weekend in spurts because there's a lot of it that I'm not looking forward to. Some of it that I'm kind of looking forward to. But if people need good wrestling to watch, there's going to be three nights of G1 this weekend. Ooh, baby. So, and an you need good card shit. card on uh, Saturday night as well. And an Evolve card. God damn. Like, if there wasn't enough wrestling for all of you people, there's Extreme Rules, there's Evolve, there's Fight for the Fallen, there's G1. Fuck. Oh, and one last note. I fucking loved Io Shirai's heel turn in NXT. Yes. Oh, that, that was great. God, that was awesome. Needed as well. Yes, and very needed to help differentiate her from Asuka and Kairi Sane. Mm-hmm. And man, I, go back into the archives. I remember when Io Shirai first arrived on the scene, I was telling you. It's like, man, she's good as a babyface, but don't you wait. I can tell there's a there's a heel underneath in there. I can see it in her. <laughs> and here it is. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that'll do it for us. Any yep. uh, last words for you, then? Uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Yes. Have a great weekend. Watch lots of wrestling. Peace.